Welcome to the What If Cast with Christine and Justin, where we take a deep dive into what if theories that'll blow your mind. That's how I'm starting this one. That's how you were starting this one? That's, yeah. Because well, obviously I, that's what this is. I, I can't think of any better way to start this. Guys, we actually have a really special episode of the What If Cast today for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, we have Christina back on. Hey, Christina. Hey, Justin. Woo, glad to be here with you. <laughs> Thank you. And the, the other reason why this is actually a really special one is because we, you know, longtime listeners of this, this podcast will know that we've had guests in the past, but uh, Christina is actually the first returning guest. Yeah. Oh, am I? Am I really? Oh, that, are. that is, I'm Thank flattered. You. Thank you for the invite. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've talked about vampires. We've talked about ghosts. What, what other mythical creatures? Mermaids. We realized we've never talked about werewolves. <laughs> Not a one to miss, guys. That's a really big, big, giant popular topic to just kind of skim yeah. over. So I just don't like hairy things. That's really that's it. Cool. You skip the entire section of lore because you don't like hairy things. <laughs> well, I, I like an animal, but the fact that it's a human-ish thing, werewolf, like it's like a human that turns into a wolf. I just, it never set, set, sat right with me. <laughs> Here's the thing, Christine. I feel like that would be right in your wheelhouse because you like vampires so much. I feel like you love the the danger, you know, the beast within. And I feel like that's exactly what a werewolf is. Yeah, they definitely are animalistic. And yeah, that's intriguing. But like, I don't even like beards, you know, like just, I don't know, turns me off. So <laughs> I thought you liked what I didn't shave. Oh, I'm talking about hair over. Christine, what if a vampire had a beard? I mean, how does that hold up? I'm just yeah, saying. Like, I don't know. It it's with a vampire. It's. Do you like dogs? I love dogs, but there's okay. a, oh, a major difference between werewolves and dogs. What if it was a telepathic dog? I'm just saying. I I don't know because I I understand where you're coming from because you do have those two sections of werewolf. You get the like, the lore where it turned the person turns into an actual like dog shaped wolf and it's just a large you know canine and then you have the other side where it's like a half human with dog features i can understand why that make might make somebody uncomfortable like i don't know how i'd feel like if you all of a sudden grew a snout and like mm -hmm. claws and you know like that is. so how that would make you uncomfortable um but to you know cross out an entire section based on okay. hair, here's snout. where i'm coming from like it, it reminds me of the hulk you know where it's you become kind of this monster person that okay. you're not a human anymore. You're not, you don't have the brain capacity. You're just kind of this animal. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I, I mean, yes, obviously what you're saying is true, but at the same time, they say the same thing with other humans that have turned into other not humans, things like zombies, things like vampires. They're not entirely the same thing. All those like inherent use the word animalistic, and I guess we'll stick with that because it's an animal, but all those like carnal, like overbearing thought processes, I mean, those exist in other creatures as well. So what makes a werewolf different? A werewolf, if anything, is 
Um, I mean, you feel a lot of those uh, urges a lot stronger, but if anything, it only happens at the full moon. <laughs> think about that. Um, so, I mean, cool. that's something to think about. I mean, it's not all the time. It would just be cycled. So if anything, that makes the werewolf even more controlled because it's not all the time. It's just, it's just once a month. That's the full moon. Oh, you know, I mean, werewolves by nature. I mean, if we're tr- referring to traditional werewolves, they really only turn during the moon cycle. So I, I mean, I wonder if they've ever compared the menstrual cycle to the werewolf. Cause that also, you think there's a, month. I, don't, I feel like that's kind of a rude comparison though. Yes, no, there's there might even be some like, if we want to dive into this, we can talk about that because when you think about it, no, when you think about traditional werewolves, like most of they're always men. But if you're talking about the similarities between like, you know, a woman cycle versus a werewolf cycle, let's let's use Christine's favorite thing. Hairy creatures. You hit puberty. What happens? You go hair everywhere. Um, that time of the month around. Guess what? Rawr, you know, back the fuck out of my way. I'm just saying, it, you know, those uncontrollable um, kind of alternate personalities. Come so it's yeah. uh, it was funny uh, the other day because you said werewolves are, are mainly men like the, the wear actually comes from the term men, I think, somewhere. But uh, my friend looked it up and the woman term would be uh whiff wolf. Threatening. I don't know. I know. That That's... sounds scary. <laughs> it's cake. Sounds more like a dog barking, you know, woof woof. You know, like it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's immediately I can see where they might go with where on that one. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is the what if cast, right? We got to bring it to what if this people were werewolves and whiff wolves. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if whiff wolves? I guess we maybe we'll do it first internally. Like what if we personally, just us three were whiff and we're werewolves. Whiff and werewolves. I don't know what the plural for that would be. I guess we would just be wolves. Um, well, which type of whiff and werewolf are yeah, we? Yeah, why, why don't you talk we, about, I don't really know too many types. Well, this this is your cast. I mean, we mentioned the two classic versions. You know, you turn during the moon cycle, the one where you turn into an actual dog-shaped creature and the one where you're just like a half-human, half-dog. And then you got that whole other, like more modern, I guess, outlook where werewolves just turn when they're angry or they could do it and things like that that's a lot more like post twilight era but i mean those books are out there too those stories are out there so uh justin which ones are we going to pretend to be are we modern or are we uh you know traditional i mean honestly i think it's up to your own discretion i know for me uh i started liking werewolves i think after skyrim uh because Mm -hmm. skyrim is is full of werewolves that have more of that second modern interpretation to them where it's just, this Mm -hmm. is a, this is part of who you are now and you just turn when you feel like it kind of thing. It was completely controlled in Skyrim. You just had the ability, that opportunity to shift if you want to. From what I remember about that, because admittedly it's been a little while since I played that, but when the people who are werewolves first turn, apparently the first one's a little out of their control. Talking about being in, well, I've actually, I've read some books where it's like um, the wolf has its own mental capacity and your your wolf self is basically a second persona living within you. So uh, there's control aspects of, you know, the side of the version where you would control your temper and turn into a wolf. And then there's the control aspect of negotiation with your wolf self and your ability to like communicate with that side of you. 
um, which is a whole other thing. I think that's interesting too. That's cool. Uh, More books like there than you'd think. Um, I've, I've read quite a few where, you know, you have this basically this inner wolf and it's it, that creature that's inside of you. It has its own mental capacity, has its own thought process, its own wants, urges, and it basically communicates with you. Like you learn to understand it. So that that's a whole nother outlook that way. In that way, it's not only yourself that's in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of people do you think would have good control over their wolf self? Like, it, you know, in terms of the people, you know, I mean, I feel like you'd have to be, both accepting and a good negotiator. You kind of got to be easy go in a way, which is an interesting way to look at it for being werewolves because werewolves have a very aggressive, like uh, really, really violent nature about them. Um, but I feel like to be in control of a situation like that, um, you have to be calm. You have to be able to kind of harness that and negotiate with your inner wolf. You have to be able to understand the way the two of you are balanced. Um, because if you don't, you're either going to spend your entire time fighting it and one of you is going to lose and then the other person's not going to be like have any say in what's going on uh, or you're just, you know, it's just it's that whole dynamic. I think you have to kind of have a calm persona. You have to be able to have that. Uh, Justin, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> what's I don't know, sort of like Zen demeanor. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess Zen, Zen is one thing. Um, rational you you kind of have to be you have to be able to absorb what's going on and process it really well if you're a person that doesn't process things or if you have high anxiety for example i feel like being a wolf will not end well yeah i, <laughs> so I like- process things after the fact you know or, or when i'm alone but on the spot i don't know how i do um, see that's dangerous right all those scenes of where they wake up and they're like, oh my God, what do I do? And they slaughtered like 50 kids, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, I feel like that yeah. would be me as a werewolf. I all of a sudden just went crazy and then I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like going off what you said, Christina, I feel like the kind of person that would be good at something like that, like the, the shift into a werewolf would probably be someone like a boxer, maybe. And mm-hmm. the reason I say that is because people think like, oh, you win a boxing match by punching. Mm-hmm. That's not really the case in my opinion. You win a boxing match by being able to take a punch and not immediately start reeling. In that kind of case, like you, you'd probably be going crazy on the inside, but you'd have to be the kind of person that can sort of take that for a little bit and then regain control, so to speak. Well, that's you're a hundred percent right, and I'm very much in agreement with you. I mean, a lot of when you talk to sport fighters, like people who box and people who do martial arts and people who do, you know, wrestling things that you can't respond to one hit because it's that's not the whole match. Um, and it's not even about being triggered by one punch or one throw. Christina, um, I, this just reminded me of like an old memory. But one time we were walking and I think someone like tried to tap you on the back or, but you just did a whole like spin. <laughs> you were like in self-defense mode, like right away. <laughs> I did. I did. To any of our listeners, um, I do martial arts. So that's kind of my back. Yes, Christine, that did happen. Um, somebody did tap me on the back and they were just trying to be funny and I, I didn't hurt them or anything, but like my first instinct was to turn around and be ready. And I think that's part of it. You should, if you're a person who would literally spin around and throw a punch, you probably wouldn't be a good wolf. Um, you can't respond like that to turn around really quick and be ready. 
but you don't just dive right into something. If you're willing to give into that first instinct that, you know, I'm going to bite their throat out instinct. That's the Christine werewolf where you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I killed 50 people. <laughs> but it's weird because I'm, I'm very much not, I don't resort to violence. It was my first thing. It's like definitely my last, last thing ever. <laughs> but no, if but I was a werewolf, it might be different. It's not the violent aspects of it. Um, it's more just the urges that hit. Werewolves have, like I said, a very aggressive nature. But if you're comparing that to anything else, it's just sudden urges. It's being able to process your urges and kind of plan out what you're going to do with them, or at least control them to the extent that you don't lose your mind. You do get those stories, those traditional werewolves. They had to be chained up in basements because the full moon hits and you're just this whole other person. So you see that more in, you know, when they start talking about using Wolfsbane, like in Harry Potter, to keep your own mind, like... There are versions where they talk about how you can learn to keep your sanity and what you need to do to control your wolf. Yeah, this is why I put all my notifications off on my phone because I I give in to urges, right? So if I see a notification, I'm going to look at it. Like, I I got to you know? So I feel like it also relates to social media (laughs) in a weird way because, I don't know, you could just, like, anything relates, really. Um, Justin, you usually think of what you're going to say, I feel like before you say it. So maybe you'd be somewhat of a, of a good, uh, werewolf. I certainly hope so. I mean, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I feel like if I was a werewolf, I probably wouldn't tell anybody because there's no good way to tell somebody that (laughs) at best they think you're lying. They just think that like, you're trying to make a joke and at worst, they lock you up sort of like you said, Christina <laughs> locking in the basement. So I I'd probably move a little bit further away from uh, just people in general. It's a sad existence. Well, again, it's that whole once a month thing. If you're going with mm-hmm. traditional, like, look, I just need a place where like, I guess it's like people about controlling urges, people with certain, I guess, addiction, you want to eliminate the urge. Like if I have an addiction problem, why would I put a bottle of wine on my dinner table? Why would I even keep it in the house? You know? So it's like, you probably don't, Justin, you probably wouldn't have to like live in the middle of a forest, but you know, every single month you're going to have this like thing that you're battling with. You might as well live in a place where you can escape people. Like I wouldn't want to be a werewolf living in New York city. That would just suck. Like, where are you going to go to get that constant, um, stimulus just out of your face you know um you might want to live in a place like a town or a smaller city that you you could live in the suburbs or you could live out a little bit where it's rural and you you don't have to give up everything but why give yourself that extra challenge if you don't have to mm-hmm. yeah, I, I got a question i'll throw it out to both of you christina you mentioned the the word addiction do you think if you could turn into a werewolf either at will or you know maybe it just sort of happens to you more traditionally do you think there would be people that really, really enjoyed that, that sort of craved the feeling? Or do you think it would just be a bad thing? Oh, no, definitely. I think if you're going with the version where you can control your shift, I mean, that would be like a release in some way. Some people get what they call the runner's high. You know, if you're an athlete, it's the same thing as practicing anything that makes you feel a physical rush. If you prefer the escape, of being in an animal body and being able to run or just not think if you go with the version of the wolf where there's an another person that you're sharing that mind space with and you just want to 
give up to somebody else for a little while and let them deal with it, that would also be appealing for a lot of people. So I do think that there would probably be whole communities in that scenario that would prefer to stay wolves and just shift to people when they want. But the dangerous thing about that, I think um, those communities would start, I think, forming kind of social structures of their own, um, where it is more wolf than person. And then you have to deal with the personalities of the wolf and the rules of the wolf being stronger than those of the person. And those communities, I think, could eventually get you know, they probably want to be left alone for the most part. Those are probably the groups that would want to live out in the middle of the woods or the desert or wherever. But you might want to watch those because I, I think I think that would be that would be a really interesting psychological effect. Yeah, I would I would definitely want to find uh, some other wolves if I was a wolf or a werewolf or with wolf. wolves or others like you. If you enjoy the escapism of shifting and just running and being yourself as a wolf. If you do stay in that form for that amount of time, my guess is that packs will form. It goes with the nature of the wolf. Is there any way you could become a not werewolf anymore? <laughs> like, is there a way, I don't know if there's any fictional stories you've heard that you can understand? I mean, the beauty of werewolf stories is either you've been bitten by a wolf or mm-hmm. it's genetic ass to you, both of which, I guess maybe if you've been bitten, uh, you could come up with some sort of thing if you treat it quickly. But I mean, I think of it as a blood disease. It's inside of you. So it's something that I suppose would be really difficult to cure. Most lore where they suppress the wolf is, like I said, something like wolfsbane or a weird potion that they've come up with or something to suppress the shift. But I don't I don't know if you would be able to cure that. Uh, Justin, what's your take there? I feel like it would have to be some weird like exorcism almost if you want to get rid of that, but your body becomes adjusted to that as well. So I don't feel like it's possession. It's you've literally murdered with this thing. So I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, like I said earlier, I sort of got into werewolves through Skyrim. And in that one, they actually get into the that exact topic. And funny enough, it kind of is an exorcism in a way. Because mm-hmm. in the game, the lore of, of lycanthropy, of being werewolves, is that it's, it's sort of like a curse from this higher entity that people accept willingly. But, you know, there are people that have lived long lives and they just don't want to do it anymore. They just don't want to be that anymore. And so the only way to get rid of it, because it is sort of like a curse, is this ritual that really is sort of like an exorcism. If you want to not be a werewolf anymore... You need to undergo this ritual that actually forcibly removes the spirit of the werewolf from your body. And then you have to Mm -hmm. fight it and defeat it in reality. And if you win, you get to be a normal human being again. If you lose, you die. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, it kind of, it goes with being able to remove that. And again, I'm, I'm thinking back to the addiction analogy, but it's being able to remove that source Easy comparison. It, it, <laughs> it really is. It removes that creature that wants these things that's going to respond in those ways. And it puts it in front of you and it says, hey, look, you don't have to be this person, but you got to beat it or it's going to kill you. Yeah. You know, so actually well, really, really interesting concept, Justin. I've never heard that as far as werewolves go. I did not play Skyrim to anyone who's listening. So this is all just shot in the dark, but... <laughs> Really like that. So uh if the world like there are no humans, just everyone was 
a uh, vague oh, form of super werewolf, werewolf <laughs> form higher uh, world of werewolves how, yeah what is society then you know like do they have facilities of your your wolf st- wolf state where they you know like maybe they have actual buildings or or you know you go in this area when you're a wolf and then you stay over here when you're a human uh that would be so interesting because then you'd have the whole like okay so governmentally if the entire world and everybody in the world was a or something you would have t- it would basically be a global republic because because of the nature of packs it would be really hard to have in like a, a really sim- actually it might even be easier because you'd have all your sub packs you'd have your like local family packs which i'd compare to like mafia and street gangs you'd have your personal packs but then those packs would be probably have their alphas as a member of like some sort of city pack and then the city packs would deal with the you know state packs and it would just go up and up and up so it actually wouldn't be structurally that different from what we have now except the chain of command would be a lot more complicated but they'd have facilities i think for the most part people would adjust to that i think the world you'd have to recognize you have the whole homeless population that are also wolves and the other thing you think about is is this global wolfism <laughs> is this global wolfism on the lunar cycle or is this people who shift yeah because that's what my question is people- was yeah, if it's, it's uh, a, lunar, that's better, right? Because think about it, it's a lot better because people are shifting at different times and you kind of have that ability to manage it. If every single person in that like section of the world that is happening at nighttime, like if everybody is shifting at the same goddamn time, <laughs> could you imagine that? The moon affects the planet. That's just like all of a sudden we became dinosaurs, you know, just all humans. It's just like you could be (laughs) insane. That would be so insanely wild. It would be like the purge. People be fighting each other. I don't know about that one. (laughs) Yeah, I I really think that if if the entire world had something like that, especially if they were these sort of at will shifters, I feel like as as a as a planet, we would have to sort of admit the fact that it's like, okay we really can't have the the traditional set of laws anymore. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, I mean, werewolves are dangerous. I mean, it, every, people, regular people can be dangerous too, but you know, you have to imagine that this is a world where every bar fight turns into fangs and claws. And <laughs> mm-hmm. so you just have to accept the fact that the laws have to be a lot stricter or not at all, because that's the only way something like that works. It it would basically be the old West. Either you have the ability to cut somebody and tear up someone's bar and just pay reparations, or there are no laws and get tougher. (laughs) Why is it more scary than a zombie apocalypse to me? (laughs) Because Um, they they have their own mind. It's scarier because they have their own mind, but it's also not as threatening because they have their own mind and everybody's on the same page. Zombies? No, thank you. I don't want to talk. You pick another guest to come on your zombie talk. I am not a zombie fan. You already covered zombies. You're good. <laughs> Christina, you've read a lot of wolf books, I feel like. Do you have a favorite? Um, I'm looking at my shelf right now trying to pick one. <laughs> I, hard to pick a favorite just because they are also, like I said, there's so many different versions of werewolf. Just like there's so many different versions of vampire I'm, nowadays. I mean, you got your traditional ones, but... Mm. There's all kinds of things with vampires and all kinds of like sub lore that like overflows into different stories that's not in other ones. And then it crosses. I just like the topic. I mean, I just think it's a fun one to read about. It's definitely a fun one to like 
talk about and and think about this especially your question of like what if we were all werewolves i'm like oh that's you know that's a concept i haven't thought of before um i don't know i could i could try to put together a list christian if, if you want like a rec list to post on instagram like caption when when this goes live i'll i'll try to get a couple of books on there for you <laughs> nice. i don't do it on the podcast i got if i'm gonna give you a top three i gotta really think about it got you yes i like that authenticity Good stuff. Thanks. Justin, do you have, you said Skyrim is, is what you really like. Honestly, the only thing I can think of right now is the one from Twilight or <laughs> also we're talking about before you came on, Christina, have you seen Teen Wolf? I did way back in the day, but please right. don't ask my name because it's, it's been a while. Oh, no, I have no idea. I remember our, our other friend really uh, enjoys it. <laughs> but, oh, uh, yes. I met the guy who played the coach. He was um, a comedian. Oh. And he was like, does anybody know me from anything else? And only one person in the audience was like, oh my God, it's Team Wolf. Everyone else was like, uh, <laughs> that was forever ago. It was, it was okay. It's good. Okay. Yeah. No, I never saw it. You, you should watch it. You oh. should actually prep work. I mean, that's like standard societal mainstream werewolf stuff. Well, you know what, guys? I feel like we had a pretty in-depth conversation there. I feel like we learned a lot. We at least uh, suggested quite a few things. I mean, we got the... Uh, the juice is flowing here. I don't know what any of y'all have in your, your home packs, any of our listeners who identify as wolves where, or with wolves. Um, <laughs> but we've talked about a lot of like different versions of wolfism and the different kind of structures of what that would look like. If any of you have any takes on the most ideal version of any of this, please comment yeah, below. Think, and we- um, for someone that's not, yeah, hasn't, been diving into the fictional realm of wolves, just having a, this conversation made me realize how philosophical a uh, werewolf, you know, fiction could be. The fact that they were talking about addiction or loss of control, uh, it could be really cool to see that aspect of of how beings, you know, could could lose control or could or could have two versions of themselves in their head and how to relate to their anger side or just kind of understanding yourself better. So uh, I thought this was pretty cool. I think I'm inspired to read more. Christina, send me that uh, that list of recs <laughs> that you got. I'll, I'll, <laughs> list. I'll hit variety. I got to give the readers something to go off of. Um, but if you in the, in the audience, if any of our listeners have any awesome recommendations, please throw those books, movies, um, you know, folktales, anything you got, because werewolves are a global kind of legend. So uh, let's hear some... I'm, I'm down for that. I wonder, um, I wonder how far back they go. I'm also into the history. Uh, I feel like these, this has to be really old. They go way back. Yeah. So everybody go make their Wolfsbane tea. Um, control yourselves till the next podcast come out. We will try not to keep you waiting too, too long. And guys, if you want to see more of Christina, we got another episode with her. What if we were in a VR simulation? Check that out. Yeah. All right. Guys. Thanks, guys. Toodaloo. Oh. Uh-huh.